You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network. Donald trying to extend this drive, throws off his back foot off balance, and he somehow fights Crowder. Tyson Tim has deflected, and picked up Mosley, he'll take it in, it's a pinch Jones has it taken away by Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch touchdown. Reverses all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr., Welcome into another episode of the Back Pro Jet Show. I am Tom Tuttle, alongside my co-host of Fantasy Fuel as well, John Eddie Jr. Uh, welcome to the show, John. And I have a bone to pick with a certain somebody in the NFL. And can you guess who that is? I have no idea. I have no idea what's going on in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's Robbie Anderson. Oh, no. I... I I'm sorry. I loved watching him in a Jets uniform, but I have to pick a little bit of a bone with him because it's just he is showing clips of Sam Darnold missing him in in routes that, yeah, it looks like misses, but I'm not going to have any of this. I'm not going to do it because let's just take a look at the catch percentage for for Robbie Anderson. His catch percentage, and, and I'm going to admit, this got me. And like When I saw him doing clips, I was just like, no, you cannot no. do this to my quarterback. <laughs> you are a piece of scum now. I don't even like you. Now, I still like the guy, but it, uh, anyway, his catch percentage was 54.2%, uh-huh. which has been extremely consistent throughout his four-year career so it's not something to where it's like oh he got way worse when sam darnold was throwing the (laughs) ball to him no it's not that okay so then we're gonna look at um crowder what his catch percentage was and i'll be realistic it's way better than Robbie Anderson's. It's 63.9%. It's much, much, much better than what Robbie Anderson had. And it's higher than the previous year when Crowder was on the Washington Redskins. So now let's go to another guy that caught some balls out of the backfield, mm. and that's Le'Veon Bell. His catch percent was, well, obviously it's going to be higher, but it's 84.6%, yeah, which... <laughs> which is his second highest in his career. All right? So we're talking about somebody who played a lot of games and a lot of catches throughout a lot of them games where everybody's picking them in fantasy f- football and it's all great and fine and dandy. This guy has been one of the best running backs in the league, and he has only once in another year have higher than 84.6% in his catch, his catching percentage. And then we go to somebody else who um, caught a, a few passes, uh, and that was Ryan Griffin. His oh, yeah. was his percentage was eighty two point nine percent, which was by far, by far, his highest catching percentage mm. throughout his entire career. It wasn't even close. I think the next one was in the sixties. Which one of these doesn't belong? Exactly. <laughs> we're getting there. Well, I, right, I do have right. to. There's one other guy that caught <laughs> some balls, and I don't want to stress too much on him because 
it was Demarius Thomas. Oh. <laughs> he was terrible. Oh. So I, we don't really have to talk about his catch percentage because it wasn't good. But side note, the Jets are still trying uh, oh. to see oh. if we want to pick him up. Really? And <laughs> just no, don't do it. I, there's no reason for us to have Demarius Thomas. If we had him, that's fine. But he's just going to be sitting there. He's not going to be playing. If he does play, that's not a good thing. No. I don't want Demarius Thomas on the Jets right now. It doesn't really make any sense. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. Robbie Anderson, I know that air yards per target yeah. is higher than everyone else on the Everybody team. Everybody loves these true. air yards. I, I just got to right. say this right now. Everybody loves these air yards. Mm-hmm. And I would take it into account when looking at a person, but there are some people that are just using this as like, yeah, but they had 4 billion air yards last year. So if they would have had a better quarterback, then eh, I don't think that's quite the case, but all right. I just had to get that off my chest. You know, I, I hear you there on the air yards, but I, it does have something to do with, the reason his catching percentage is lower. And I get that. So I understand that to a certain degree, but Robbie, maybe it's because you weren't running the best of routes Uh -uh. or that you weren't, you know, great at contested balls, Uh -uh. or maybe you should have just showed the clips where you ran the bad routes and you couldn't catch the contested balls or every single drop pass that you had. Yes. I was getting to that. I was waiting for you to bring that up because I did after seeing that article, one of the first things I saw was a Jets fan, or maybe not even a Jets fan, who knows, posting all the catches that should have been for Robbie mm. Anderson, all the touchdowns that he dropped, all the uh. first downs that he dropped, all, all the ones that he just didn't wrap up, and the defender was able to easily just knock the ball away out yep. of his hands. Like, they're in his hands, yep. and he couldn't hang on to it. So, Robbie, yep. come on, dude. Uh, you got to take the good with the bad here, and you got to admit that you were not the greatest at catching Sam Darnold's ball, <laughs> seeing how his other people that were catching passes from him had higher or one of the highest percentages of their careers right. under Sam Darnold. Yeah, and like you said, they all improved. <laughs> Robbie, you didn't improve. You stayed exactly the same as your entire career. Maybe it's not Sam Darnold. Maybe it's you. (laughs) Also, you better be careful because it's not like Teddy Bridgewater is an outstanding (laughs) deep ball thrower by any means. So why don't you just be quiet before it bites you in the butt? All right, here's what's going to happen. He's going to prove you wrong because he's going to have 45 screen catches this year because they're not going to be able to throw it down the field. So as long as he can catch, you know, 75% of his screen passes, he's going to have a higher catch percentage this year. That's the thing I was just like sitting here wondering, like, dude, you're talking. Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback. He has always been ridiculed for not being able to throw a good deep ball. And now you're sitting here talking about Sam Donald not able to target you and, you know, complete passes when you're supposedly open. Yeah, some of them, yeah, it did look like it was a bad pass. But there's more to it than just that. And you just better be careful. Be careful because the moment Teddy Bridgewater misses you, we're all going to be sitting there thinking, hmm, Hmm. you're going to bring that up in a clip in a couple years or what? Yeah, you probably will because that's who you are. And that's. (laughs) I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad he's not on the team anymore because I don't like that kind of kind of attitude you just the guy was your quarterback for a couple of years three years actually and 
what you just going to sit yeah. here and bash him? I mean, he got, he did well with you. It's not like you did horrible, but you didn't improve and everybody else did. So that's all I really had to say about Robbie. Anderson. All right. <laughs> anyway, we can move on to a little bit of other news. Um, the, there are still some free agents out there that the jets can, I'm not going to bring them all up, but, um, uh, <laughs> Uh, there are some interests in somebody like uh, Vinnie Curry, who is an edge rusher. And as an Eagles fan, it's probably best for you to give me a little bit about what you think Vinnie Curry is, because uh, I don't know everything. I know enough about him to know that he's decent, but maybe you have a little bit better insight. Well, we've had Vinnie Curry on two separate occasions, so that should tell you, you yeah. know, after the rookie deal, we didn't re-up and we had a ton of defensive linemen on the Eagles. So... We kind of let him go. I was sad because he was a lifelong Eagles fan growing up. He Mm -hmm. fit right into the culture, and that's why they brought him back after a stint in Tampa Bay. So he was a good enough player to be in a rotation. I don't think you can count on him to be a starting edge rusher of any kind, but he is good when rotating in and being fresh, you know, if he's the fresh guy in a third down, he's going to put some pressure on the quarterback. He won't get a ton of sacks, but like I said, if he fits into a scheme and a group where he doesn't have to be the guy every single down, he could be a fine addition, especially yeah. since he's not going to cost hardly anything. Yeah, and that's that's part of it too because you're going to get some kind of you know good deal with it. I mean, he's not as spectacular player. I think he's decent enough to where he's going to add to the Jets defense. Um, like I said, he, he's not going to just be uh, an, a fantastic edge rusher. He's going to get sacks every single game. It's not going to be like that, but he's at least somebody who you can give and who can give you at least an average to above your average performance, which is better than what we've gotten uh, right. the edge rushing position in plenty of time. You know, we do have some other guys here. We got a, a rookie that we all really trust. And we, yes. the high was looking around it. Uh, the hype for this guy is insane, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really super excited about it, but there's another guy out there and we've talked about him on the other podcasts, but, Logan Ryan is still sitting there at, still in the free agency. There. I'm just sitting like, well, what what's happening with him? Like, he, I don't think he's somebody who has like a bad attitude or anything like that. And I'd much rather have Logan Ryan than Janae and Clowney at this right. point. Um, I don't know what's going on with him. Is he just waiting for extra <laughs> money? People thinking that he's gonna he's worth it more because at this point, I don't know if the Jets are still actually interested in him. But a lot of people are sitting here thinking Logan Ryan's a really good cornerback. Why has he not signed with anybody? And the Jets were one one of the, if not the first team that everybody was like. That's the team. Perfect spot. That's the team that is perfect for the New York Jets to get Logan Ryan. We're sitting here talking about it weeks later, and it's still a possibility. But I don't know if it is because I just think Joe Douglas has decided, hey, if we can't get you for the price we tell you, then it's not worth it. Yeah, And 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 that's probably a good thing. Yeah, maybe if he has finally realized I'm not going to get the $10 million a year or whatever it is he was asking for, Maybe his agents be like, eh, you know what? Maybe AI overestimated your value just a little bit. If you come back down, you can maybe play, uh, you know, as a number one or number two for uh, maybe a team that's not gonna be a division winner. That you know, <laughs> maybe he's got to spin it around, and you know, if he's gonna take six, seven million a year, he's definitely worth a shot, especially on a team that the defensive back position as up in the right. air as it is with the Jets, it, it would be an upgrade. 
It would be. And then I think if I don't know what's going to happen with, obviously with uh, uh, Jamal Adams, but hmm. if we can have Logan Ryan and Jamal Adams and all the other p- players that we, we know we have that are already good, Marcus May and all them. And our, obviously our linebackers are pretty good. And I like where we're at there, but yes. this could be a pretty good defense and we could really be. wouldn't have to worry about anything. I mean, everything from the cornerback position to the safety position to a linebacker position. And I know the, uh, the defensive line isn't the greatest, but if we have everything else uh, at least above average or better, which I think that would put the linebacker in position at, at very least above average, right. having Logan Ryan at that position. I, and I, I just think that if we could get that, it, it makes a big difference to get somebody of that caliber on your cornerback position. Because right now we just have a bunch of like, just, you know, exact, he could have a good year. I mean, he could have a good year. I want somebody to know, when we had Darrell Rivas, I mean, that was insane. That was the best defense we've ever had, at least that I've ever witnessed. Of course. And if we can get somebody at least even anywhere close to that. Well, right now we're not close to Darrell Rivas. Logan Ryan at least it gets us in the conversation. Right. And I think that would be a huge boost to the to New York Jets defense. And maybe because Vinny Curry would be extremely cheap. Yes. You maybe get both of them, and you actually do upgrade the defensive line, or at least get it to an above-average uh, situation there, and that would really, really help. And I, I just feel like that's the smart way to go with with Douglas uh, to go right now because it just doesn't make any difference. And again, I'll say it again: Vinnie Curry, Eagles, Joe Douglas. Yep, here Eagles, we go. <laughs> it, it, it all makes sense, and I don't understand why we haven't gone that way in a few of these cases because a lot of it does make sense anyway there's one more thing i want to talk about um before we close out this uh podcast this week but there is just one nfl team that has less returning offensive players than the new york jets i don't know what that team is i didn't read it i just saw like that's wow okay that's crazy but i just want to know is that a good thing or is that a bad thing well I would have to say that it's a great thing because the people that have left in this offseason are terrible offensive linemen, are wide receivers that don't give a crap about their quarterback, um, are you know just, just guys in general that were not very good last year. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, it's an upgrade from what we had last season. And if that is not a good thing, I don't know what a good thing looks like because we've been excited about the offensive line even before Mackay Becton was drafted. After Mackay Becton, you're like, well, these guys can fill in the rest and we're, we're feeling good. We love the fact that Denzel Mims is already in there and wants to work hard at you know being the best wide receiver on the team. We talked about Brashad Perriman in the episode of Fantasy Fuel where he's going to give you a few good games, you know, a year, and that's a great thing. You know, he, he could fill in for Robbie Anderson almost seamlessly if he plays yeah. like he did towards Very the end possible. of last year. And the guys that stayed, guys like Herndon, who we hope can be mm. good. Jamison <laughs> Crowder, who is one of the best slot wide receivers in the game. Obviously, Sam Darnold, obviously, Le'Veon Bell. And then you bring in guys like Frank Gore, who are just good people, good dudes, good football players, fill in a role. They're not expected to be an amazing guy. And other rookies that could make a difference, like LaMichael Pirine. Maybe he flashes 
uh, and just guys like that and backup quarterbacks. You know, you don't have the same trash backup quarterbacks as you did last year. That's not a bad thing. You bring in a rookie, and that's better than what you had last year. So I don't see how anybody could think it's a worse situation than it was last season. Well, the reason I brought it up is because the way they worded the article just from the <laughs> title was they were making it seem like it was a horrible thing. Right. Like every single time they bring up, and it's, I don't know if it was ESPN, CBS Sports, whatever it was, it was one of them highly touted people that always seem to bash the Jets in every single opportunity no, that they course. can. And so I'm just thinking, wait, wait a second. Is that really a a bad thing? Mm-mm. Like, we were not good. And you guys were all saying, oh, the Jets are, were terrible last year. We were terrible on the offense. We were terrible <laughs> in a lot of a lot of areas. And we just got rid of it. Why are you now saying it's a bad thing that we have less, alter- less returning offensive players than any other team except for one? Yeah. Uh, that's not a bad thing. That is a positive move into the right direction. That is not something where, oh, well, everything's going to be weird now. This guy's not going to gel with this guy and this guy's come on. They're adults. They're going to gel. <laughs> it's, it's fine. They're not going to be, well, I don't like him. I, I, I'm, he's next to my locker and I want my locker over here. It's not high school. It's not high school. These guys are adults. They're going to jail, and it's going to be fine. Stop talking about how things are bad if you have less returning offensive play. Yes, of course, we would like to have more guys to you know return to the offense. But if they were good, we didn't have the good stuff. Now we are improving. We have what we would hope will be the good stuff, and we can keep that for as long as we possibly can. But one other thing I want to bring up is that in the news – uh, David Njoku has decided <laughs> that he wants to be traded. So I don't know if he's just copying Jamal Adams and saying, I don't <laughs> want to get here. I don't want to get out of here. But that does beg the question because I've seen that. I don't know if it's true or not, but the Jets are apparently interested in David Njoku, which to me it's fine if we get him. I just don't really want to trade him. I don't want to trade to get the guy. Well, here's the thing. What I have seen and heard other people talk about for compensation for Njoku, I'm hearing like a fifth round pick. That's fine. You would be, I can, I guarantee you would be okay with giving up a fifth round pick for a possible stud young wider or tight end. Yeah, and like we were talking earlier, I don't know if it was on the actual Fantasy Fuel podcast, which you can find at fantasyfuelpodcast.com, but uh, I don't know if we were talking about that or not on the podcast, but Njoku paired up with Herndon, if they're both kind of off and on and injuries, at least we got one of them. Yes. <laughs> I would be okay with, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to, to look at because the jets really haven't had a good tight end in quite some time. And we're hoping Herndon's going to be that guy, but maybe Njoku can be the guy that comes in for the New York jets and actually can solidify <laughs> that tight end position. If again, health, health is the biggest yes. issue on every time we have a tight end, but that's that's pretty much it going to be for the show today. Um, I do I do want to uh, remind you you can find us at fantasyfuelpodcast.com. That is where we do all of our fantasy football stuff. Um, there's also a back row network where you can find all sorts of teams where you can listen to their podcast and they can talk about their favorite team and the team that you want to follow. We probably have it. Um, and don't forget to also check out the back row fantasy show because they do a really good job over there. Um, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. 